0: Psycho Steve presents (laughs)
1: Hey guys and girls, this is Psycho Steve, and you're listening to Every Day Gone Tomorrow with yours truly, the Jew for you, Psycho Steve. And we are very fortunate and blessed to have Mr. Chris Green from the band Taiketto and Rubicon Cross. Welcome, Mr. Green. How hey, uh, Thanks for having me. Absolutely, same here. Thank you for taking the time. I know you've been very busy uh, with a bunch of projects like Rubicon Cross and Taiketo is finally going to be playing the States again it should be playing the States more often. You definitely have to talk to Danny and everybody and say, you know, come on, let's do this. I uh, know, it's always difficult. The Japanese are on the The band now, or half the band really is uh, living in Europe. So it, it's always difficult getting everybody into one place. Um, and flights to America
2: are
3: bizarrely
2: um,
1: expensive. Band. I hear you It's so weird Because you're from Across the pond I am And you know Danny's an American And he lives over there Right I was going to say I was going to say I thought he lived in Spain Or something And then You know You guys were like Spread out all over the place It was like the same thing That happened with Tommy Harnell He's from New York And the rest of the band's from Norway That's right So Crazy. Yeah, so it makes, it makes it a little difficult. Um, it's just it just sort of sort of one off show. So we can only really do large stuff uh, like, like the uh one cruises. Um, we can we can't really do um, club shows. But we we are gonna look at trying to get more um, shows surrounding these um, larger festivals when we, when we get more advanced. <laughs> yeah, and, and 3 was a little uh called advanced cross, but we we didn't really have to work things out. I have it's a big place too but it we have to factor in that we're really kind of flying to you know the other shows that we're doing to get enough work out of the west coast and we're flying in New York because my business is flying from New York to London and then it's from, from, from New York to Los Angeles Wow. Well here's a question for you. Since you're gonna be doing M three, you guys need help getting a show to you know, fill in a couple dates and whatnot while you're on the East Coast, let me know and I'll work my magic. I was open to Suggestion. Yeah, if we talk uh, if we talk outside of it then absolutely wrong Absolutely. Why not? Because the fans want to see you. I know that because when I I have an almost nine year old and a six year old son, and they absolutely love love Taiketo. They both sing Forever Young almost daily when they're with me. Yes, and I told Melissa Danny's wife that because Danny has his you know fan page and everything, but he doesn't have like a personal page or whatever. I'm friends with Melissa, and I sent her a message. She's like, Well, I don't want your son did show up. Danny. I'm like, um my son needs an iPod to carry a tune. He's nine. You know, almost nine. He doesn't sing as great as Danny. Sorry. She's <laughs> like, okay, cool. She so was kinda of a little nervous about that. So well, that's funny. Yeah, funny. Yeah, my son my son's five years old he's, uh, he's gonna get stuff at once reading his band for single band and see me on phone. That's fantastic. Has has he actually uh, seen you perform at all? He- yeah, uh, we did a show
2: with on Cross and driving on Carolina and did it was just and then a car and you know, got on the stage he
1: was like to kick the pedals about a bit. Awesome. That, that was pretty much that that, that that he it. Nice. But so, so he's really, that he really a important to we way by most of right Ah, I guess yeah. Queensryche is one of his favorite bands, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely uh, not. with Todd and the rest of the guys are just incredible. Yeah, they can't be right now. Absolutely. Not to discredit Mr. Jeff Tate, he's you know, he's incredible at his craft as well. And the people that he's had in his band, from you know, his acoustic set to his just his album, it's just wow. You know, he had Simon Wright, he had um, what's his name? Uh, Rudy and his brother, Sarzio Brothers. That's right, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just yeah. incredible. So get
2: him. I'm uh, uh, uh to
1: awesome so let's start from the very beginning since you're not you know you're now living here in the states how did you get started as far as in becoming the guitarist of Takedo? Um well first time. That I met Danny, they have a festival in England called The Ghost of AOR, a more incident festival called. Um, prior but back when it was called The Cosplay a War, and um, I was in a band called Pride, which was a, a melodic rock band. If you go and check it out, actually if you, you go on YouTube, look at, um
2: Pride, Far from the edge was the first album, Signs of Pure, it was the second album, and uh, it was good, I still love that, but it was pretty good, really good, sort of Bon Jovi-esque um, you know, kind of just, just melodic rock and, and, and the first break we really got with that band is we on the God's bay. well, maybe it was firefest at the time, I can't remember it, the same bed, the same band as the people around and changing. Um, and we were approached by Danny about saying, hey, I'm just doing a key stick set, but we might as a singer the up for performing two tracks with me um tracks in numbers and forever yeah. Wow. So we did yeah, so we said yeah. Um, I mean that became from that time on. I even mean, you know
3: played my house we even had there with my mum, you know, we, we we played for it in two thousand and I mean it was two thousand four randomly. Um, we got off the support spot for Firehouse. Wow. Now that's when I first met DJ from Firehouse, since we did the band room, Conquerod, we were best men at each other's weddings. my son, Scott Bobby, and I was, was very, very close friends, but the, the, the middle band
2: on that tour was Danny Moore's solo band. Hmm. And he asked me to play guitar, but you know, the guys in my band were like, well, I, it might take away a little bit of the um, impact if you do it, after uh, and then you get back on stage. But, I called a friend of mine, Pat who actually is like being the other guitar player in jury, I'm other English band and um, we went out and it was probably Danny Vaughan and Firehouse the band, which I ended up playing that and, um, and that was for quite a few years and he basically sent me an email saying, "Hey, man, no, I know if you're, if you're probably going to say no anyway but how many times did you think a guitarist I psycho and at the time it was a real transitional period of time for me because... I, I had to kind of leave the band that I was in, in England because the travel going from America to England just wasn't heat sense. You know, the band was just uh, a breaking, breaking level where we had to do like weekend shows. I'm flying over from America, we're basically going to try and all my money the band with big shows. So I'd leave the band, Ruth and Crop was, uh a little dormant because Firehouse was so busy. And uh, so I was actually a, a bit in a little bit of this. I guess like, yeah, absolutely, I'd love to do that. And you know straight away I just like, they did my videos playing from the tracks, which I
3: did. I just the products of the tracks. I mean, and then straight away it was at uh, that full. I think within two months probably, I was off the story with the producer. Wow, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, so it was. Uh, it was really that
1: first tour was really special actually because it was the um, it was a recording experience. System. That's that's really really cool. So when you had your first, because you had a couple hits with you said your first band correct? Yeah. That, was it ever recognized here in the States, or is it more Europe right. and England that you were more recognizable? More um, Japan and, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think, Japan. Okay. It's, very, it's very difficult um, to Englishmen English us right into America, I mean, England, I think about eventually having 90s people have Right. You know, it was, it was Really it's difficult, really difficult. They just made their first show on the Monster Rock crew. and, and I've
2: been American fans saying, We've been waiting to see you guys for like 25 years. Right. Um, it's just very difficult. A, there's, there's always the cost, which is why it's usually difficult for fans to get out to play the as well. The cost of getting everybody into one play, um, the cost of the visa. Right. It's very really difficult to get work visas. You'll see bands canceling all the time because uh, the visas haven't come through in um, time. I think so. Sort of, and interesting factors as to why it's difficult for fans to get out to the road you know, anyway. So it was mainly based in, in Europe, um, and although we never played Japan, you know, we had some, um, some really good following over there, and, and that band died. Uh, uh, around about 2004, we mm-hmm. myself and the singer, we, we made a conscious decision to follow the band because we, we, we wanted to head into a much heavier area. We wanted to climb into the American radio rock market. Which at the time,
1: you know, shined down with a very big band, um, and, and we were just we were naturally into more heavy music. mean myself, um, a few years of my playlist for the day, I listened more so, uh, to like Mastodon, Tool, but I so is much more progressive heavy music. Right on, nothing wrong with that. Well, you also live yeah. near Atlanta, so you know, yeah. Mastodon is your neighbor. Right, exactly. Um, not, not that I don't like um, heavy, metal, but I grew up on that, and I also played with that. Uh, it's just that when I want to
2: crank something in my control or, in my, you know, off or something that, you know, nothing really started for me like cranking some of that kind of music. Um, and, and, and we can tell that there was a heavier element of music, so I was like, let's not, let's not make the mistake that many bands have made before and try and drag off fan base into an area that they do not be in. So we changed the name and we had a slight line-up change and we changed the band from Triad to Serial. Cool. And those two, I'm um, so I, I, probably the most, I'm probably most proud of it, especially the first one I grabbed at that. Uh, okay. Because we went out and recorded it with Rick Arco, the producer that um, produced that first short-down album, which is a modern set of albums. Wow. And, uh... Yeah, he also produced a bunch of people from, um, so that's my bad time, and you know, Friday and um, need to breathe and, and you know, uh, work for death, and child, and, and, and his um, resume was amazing and, oh yeah, such an amazing time, we feel uh, like the time I've been in 2009, uh, after that, so I leave now, I don't know my my name's my girlfriend, now my wife, I only not her for a year, less than a year, and um. See, to put me in touch with him. Wow. Yeah, Kip, we know Kip because Jurian had supported Winger on the UK tour, and Kip had asked me to get up and play base in Winger for five tracks every night on the tour so that he could actually sit down and make out and ball with the things about it.
1: Right. Paul was with Tom yeah. Kiefer, right?
2: Yeah, so um, you yeah, know, that that's what they're every night, get up and have a chance to play Wingo no you know um Rod and uh, Johnny and Red Beach, you know, it was such an amazing experience. And afterwards Kip was like, you No, watch your friends for the band. We said, Well we're actually I wanna to talk to you because we're considering using Bo Hill as a producer because he'd approach the <laughs> Uh, and I said, what's your take on that you now? Anyone that knows anything about Wenger and Bo Hill probably knows that they're not exactly how it is the
1: relationships. Right, <laughs> especially in the first two albums. Right, exactly, but after, after the giving Kip a good listening to, uh, he asked me, what kind of sounds are you going for? And I said, well, really, that's what I did. He's tried to, he said, well, why don't I just introduce you to the producer that did that? And so I had a cold call from Rick, he said, where are you? I said, I'm in, you know, Sandy Springs in Atlanta. He said, dude, you're like 40 minutes away from me.
2: Why don't you just drive down and visit the studio? Wow. And so I did. So it was, it was really, it was like kick me. And, and we, uh, I went home to space, the studio it was amazing. We really got on with each other. He said, big love for English, rock music anyway, you know, from their business and sponsors. Right. the vehicles, like, that, yeah, he just loved all of that stuff, so he, he really had a lot of so he got fans of it. And we, we had the hanging time, we flew out, we stayed out there for about two months, luckily we were able to stay in my like, in-laws, mm-hmm. so it all worked out really, really well And the production of the album You'll stand up next to any of those radio rock fans, and it's there. And I'm probably most proud of it because of that,
1: my old feet, just getting there, and um, is it still available in stores or like on your website? Yeah, it's at the which is And um, the first album is called Gravitat on Frontiers Records. Right, I like that.
2: Right on. And, and the second album is called Lost Out Yeah, Awesome. So please, yeah, well, so please look it up. But also, I mean, if you guys want to, I mean, the other bands that uh, I always did was Rupert Cross, which was uh, the band with DJ
1: Firehouse, but I don't think you're about to go there anyway, right? Yeah, I was going to just say, if, if this material that you've participated in, how we can get it, because I want to, you know, my show is about nostalgia, uh, the people, and Also bring on the bands of yesterday, but also the, bring the bands today together, because that's what music's all about—to bring people together. And you know, you just mentioned like the four godfathers or the grandfathers of metal. You mentioned Priest, you mentioned Zeppelin, and Sabbath. You know, all those bands. Those are the people that made you know metal what it is. You know, and. Uh, all my music is like when I do play a Firehouse song, or I play a Ted Kero song, or any of those bands, because my show is a dig on satellite radio, and somewhat on terrestrial radio, because no one really plays a deeper track of those bands. And those bands are not on vh1 and mtv anymore unfortunately due to the fact is mtv and vh1 is more reality tv yeah. and unfortunately I, I and i don't like seeing that it really saddens me because i grew up watching headbangers ball you know my first kiss concert was eric Fars' first performance at the palladium in 1980 and i've been a rock and metal fan since then i'm turning my nine-year-old and my six-year-old sons into rock and metal, because when they get in the car with their mom, she listens to this pop stuff, and they're like, um, no, Mom. And they change the channel, or they grab her phone and pair the Bluetooth, and they put on my show. Of course, my ex-wife rolls and throws up in her mouth, but, you know, oh, well, I'll send her a card. You know? And that's what it's all about. It's bringing the band's to the forefront, and if you're in these bands, it's something I'm interested in, and I want other people to hear it. So, thought, of course. One so, yeah, thought, that you forget in order for the you new know, which is having a lovely resurgence at the moment, in order for it to survive this resurgence, it's going to need new fans, it's going to need new people coming in, and listening, and it's, you know, that, you know, they're not all, not gonna be um, running around headbanging for another thirty years. You yeah, know, we might be trying. Right. <laughs> you know, well. But you're gonna need uh,
2: you're gonna need new fans, younger fans, maybe we'll introduce you to new business and um, you know, the later we go and bond the road through I like, could I could be taking the amount of kids and the amount of teenagers put it for on there. Uh, you know, and parents will like, hey, oh, come on this, I reckon you're like this. You know, they're all wearing like vegan t-shirts, I have a you know, meet um, those like, you know, you talk about music bands as well. Um, you know, they're just, and they're into it, they get it, they get the experience, they get what it is that everybody else gets out. of this style of of music, you know, it's just good times, there's all good people there. It's not like, you know, going to, uh, you know,
1: Yeah, you can blame my grandmother. My grandmother's going to be a hundred. She took me to a couple KISS concerts and other shows like that. Because she was a professional singer. She's retired now, but she still sings once in a while. I'm trying to have her cut a CD or a song for me. And, you know, it's very dramatic, like almost classically influenced. Um, actually, effective. And it's not the last like, oh, I'm a lot of the solo, but, uh, solo but, like, follow the it be, like, just, just the of fun, 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 has that fun, 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 different, fun, 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 fun,
3: fun, what is fun, 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 I'm not just a i by numbers, but will just, you know, slap like over the chorus and then we'll do a breakdown and we'll get the chorus and then we'll do an outro and there we go, you know, passing by numbers, not just like that, so. I think I was the first person really um, that, you know, that I realised was, um, wow, that's great. Correct. Right. So that's why, that's why I love him so much, and, you know, I mean, as much as we could have wished that he would come out and play
2: again. You know, it's a,
3: the, that right. Uh, Have you ever met him?
1: Yeah, he's been like hiding. He did one interview with Eddie Trunk a couple of years ago, and whatever. Okay. Yeah, I heard that. That's right. You know, but you know, after his dad's passing, he also had some risk issues. You know, he invested his money quite wisely. From what I heard, this is strictly hearsay. I heard that the way he got his money, of course, because he got a little bit of cash from um, doing White Lion. He invested in like uh, storefronts and strip malls, and then he became a landlord and he uh, lost a lot of the money because he took care of his mom and dad, because you know medical bills ain't cheap, and then of course he had his issues and took care of is and that's why all, that's why also White Line disbanded. And it's yeah. it's because they were such a great band. The whole the you know, from Mike to James to you know. The... I agree with you, man. I mean, I, I had a it's not Mike The drummer in like yeah, my no. was actually the original drummer in White Line. No. But, but yeah, before
2: well, the well, it um, it? it's one thing the fight The fact that they, they made like a couple of bands, the players not happy. Like, and, 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 like they go, come on for a drive, the, the show, and they had sneak in the back the door, so they went not all the time And then they'd go out and do their three, and just you go know, three or four hours of playing every night. And they did that for my own business, you know every single weekend, you know, the malls and the no-go at the place. And it was actually on the weather it, to be, uh, at that point, when I came out of name, I used to have a very tall man from uh, Denmark came along. It's that it, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mike didn't get on so well in the band,
3: so he departed uh, right, and um, that's where
2: Craig came. Right. Um, ah, okay, so so. Wow. now they all yeah, you know, know why they will speak, why they Back then, on the East Coast, they were all trying to stay together, they all trying to get to the same But um, I had a wonderful conversation with Janet Le on one of the uh, cruises, maybe three years ago. I said to them, you can't tell me because they always like my favourite player. He's probably the most talented guitar player that I've ever worked with. Him. He's most dedicated, and uh, I've never seen a guy practice like
1: that. You know, like that many hours, even Mike said, just be practicing practically eight hours, put him in a three hour show. Um, Damn. And Talk and about he's dedication. He said, but well, I'll just tell you. Because when that Thunder album came along, we were basically just a to send him out part album and then go and record that. <laughs> Holy cow! That's cool as hell. So, that, maybe that's where wow. the bank going, Right. That's sad, though. it doesn't quite whole fight like, you know, after all, you know, it's just become infamous rock So, anyway, was the to say that Paul Okay. He just he, he just I just loved not just his chops, he's such a fun guitar player, you so know, even if you watch And Becker pocopony. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on it. I found out
2: from
1: Pat's We were on the walk to the book, uh, the Jason Becky tribute uh, album. We've we under the name Evolution and covered the Cocopony song Go Off. That's probably the first song I ever played from Trix. Well, yeah. We definitely need to play that then. Because I had to find that CD somewhere because I didn't know it was new. I had 90. About that song for about a week after that, because it's, to all intents and purposes, it is like a chromatic nightmare. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a a, it's so difficult to play, and it gives up every bit of my diminishing brain power at the time <laughs> just, to, just, just to get those notes out. But, Anyway, so I'd say the last player is difficult, but I will say that it is. I'm from Sandy Tennant. Oh, wow, okay, from Danger Danger. Yeah, awesome. Sandy Tennant, because he's um, a very, very underrated player. Uh, most people don't realize from what he did in Danger Danger that he has had an extremely established solo career. Absolutely. And one of those guys that uh, I think goes completely against the myth that if you play fast it's not melodic and that if you're in that if you that end of like the technical spectrum that the tongue stuff so you've got yeah my favorite song that sticks out when I think of Danger Danger I think of Beat the Bullet yeah 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 Remember? That's right. They toured with Chris. Yeah, yeah, they're going out. I know a Love, my show, I was not a friend but I did that stage. But they did go out, I think, two years ago. The original lineup with the band that came Yeah, they did. They played Long Island. Everything was him, Casey, Ted, Bruno, Steve, and. Yeah. I was hoping maybe Paul Lane would jump on the stage with them to do a song or two, yeah. but it didn't happen that We went to went for Oh, wow. Yeah, he was a really cool guy. Yeah, very cool. So, alright. So that's my influence right now. I mean, my father, right. said would be my influence, he would be the one who got me into music, and, you know, he played with, you know, you don't know who Richard is, but... of course I do. Nelson. You know. Cliff Richards. Didn't he have that song, We Don't Talk Anymore? I'm sorry. Cliff Richards. Wasn't he the guy that sang um, We Don't Talk Anymore? Yeah, that's right. He's out here. Yeah. Okay. I see. I'm showing my age now. Great. Yeah, my dad is his man. My, 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 um, yeah, my dad is on TV all the time. Awesome. Uh, but every week, I was just used to saying that on TV with you know, I used the radio walk. Um radio went alive band when radio once first started. And my dad's band was like that. Every single person that went through there, like the dad, you know, he was there, he was the back and back, so I just grew up with people being in the house and rehearsals in the house and music just being everywhere. Awesome. It was um I don't know, maybe it looked pretty organic but i I would end up doing something through the music. That's fantastic yeah uh cliff richards um one of my ex-girlfriends was from israel and she's like oh he's like the elvis of israel i'm like what uh, he's so popish over there when she lived in belgium she said he was huge over there i'm like great and then she played the song i really like the song i've I've never played it on my show but you know i i don't tend to see that play certain songs Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Is
2: he still performing though? I wonder. I have to check. I mean, he's just been out there for decades. Yeah. His whole ship was the Virgin Talent. Right. The
1: 10th uh, of I don't know, man. We don't question some questions <laughs> or stories in the room myself. And maybe it makes a chance that that was entirely true. Maybe. That's it. Yeah. Gotcha. So on your downtime, what do you and your family do? Um I there are two things that I do that I've done about music. One of them is I cook. Cool. So I do most of the cooking really in the house. You know, I do English roast dinners, which is like a kind of like a a roast of of meat, Uh, roast potatoes, like oregano, rock salt, junction puddings, red wine, braised cabbage, you know, like big, big, like kind of, uh, it's a big deal. You know, so I do a lot of cooking. So can you give Gordon Ramsay a run for his money or what? Uh, Bitch, <laughs> right on. How about fish and
2: chips? Yeah.
1: Right on. You sound like Alice Cooper because you know that's what it keeps him sober. Because that's what he does. Every show before he plays a show, he, no matter where he is at, he he carries a, his golf clubs everywhere. He'll play a round of golf before a show, which is incredible. Yeah. And you know because he's been sober for so many years now, he says it keeps him, you know, keeps his mind fresh and he has time just to be. Vincent Fernier, he doesn't have to be Alice Cooper, you know, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so those are the two things
2: really. Bad. I quite as far as myself is concerned, we have a lot of Wednesday I bought that. My my wife, goes to a class, you know, she, she's, um, she, she has her own room. She makes scarves and blankets and clothes and stuff like that. Awesome. Go
1: to a class and then my son we just disappear down to the local and have boys die out. Right. All go six flags and go on treks, you know. We, we're always met, we're members of like the, you know, the, the zoo and the museums, and, uh, you know, we, 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 we do a lot of stuff out. He's a clever little kid, actually, you don't get anything crazy, but he's definitely
2: clever. Right on. Does he not in? Are You going to teach him how to play guitar? He asked for a
1: drum kit. My son did too. I think that'd be great Correct. you know, bring it to my ex wife's house. That'd be great. I I compromise one of those. What can the studio do? They can even make an auto tune. I was just talking to Desmond Child about it. Like, he can even make my voice sound good. Oh, yeah. You yeah. sure, Absolutely. It's not just there for, the use, there, be, there for the use, but it has to be used by the atomic bomb. Absolutely. So now you said you just came back from the Ra- Monsters of Rock Cruise, and this show is going um, to be airing about a couple weeks prior to M3. Uh, and there's a lot of great acts on that and there's a lot of great besides yourself acts on the Monsters Rock cruise. Was there anyone that you got like starstruck that you never met and you're like, holy cow, that's um, him or her? You know what, maybe first time I met Michael of Okay, um, The Whip. I, I, I don't really get starstruck. Right. Um, The only person i kinda got go starstruck years and years ago is when I met John Patrick. You know, I was a little tongue-tied. But for the most part, um, I'm very, very relaxed around other people. I'm very rarely, 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 rarely uh, doing these selfies with people, and I really do selfies with people, and that's just how much of a friend of mine if it's
2: hard to come when you try, or at least so uh, I work with someone that, that I actually can text message outside of bumping into these people uh, at these festivals, you know, at the same time I'll probably do that. Um, but I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't really get, really get Star Struck. You know, it's been in that spark for years. You've that they're all just, you know, they all go to the toilet, they eat, they, they sleep, they fart, they get on stage and do what they love. and, You know, you know they're just the same as you, could
1: just, you know, make it a little more successful. <laughs> right on. Okay. So let me ask you when we come down to the M3 Rock Festival, can I get a selfie with you or what? <laughs> Rock and roll Okay cool Alright Is there a song That you don't like playing That's in Takedo set Or just a song That you're just like Really You gotta play this song again Roll your eyes And just You know Do it
2: I love every song just as much, I mean I love playing Lay Your Body Down, and Rescue Me, that's forever young Mm -hmm. other than most of the other tracks. Right. Um, And then for other tracks where where the fans are more engaged because of the lyrical content, it's not as musically challenging for me and so I um, you know, I kind of go on all that five of those crash tracks like um, say, you know, seasons or um Last you know, tracks like that. Um, so there's there's rarely ones that I like oh man um, but you know like, there's, like, there's probably a set out there that, that, that we can do where I absolutely love that difficult track. Right. You know you know, if i a band, you know, if I think with a band and someone was called out of the car.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, 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 it's funny because I was a fan of the band before, I was a member of the band. And when I go and see, uh, when I go and see bands that I love, I'm not one of those people that is into the car. It's like just slashing with every single hit that you had. I don't need to be surprised, I want to hit every track, I know every one
2: of two. That's my Firehouse, you know, we see Firehouse, right, we've had a conference that I'm getting deep and something like an uh, Asian, you know, a track or something. Right. They can be plainly with the songs from the first and second album. Maybe I lived my life for you the third and, and I did maybe one crap not all of the front time album. for um, the most part it's always you know, like a free tribe, they generally play the hits and, and that's what I like when I go and see about. Um so I guess translating on, on to the stage, that's why I'm like that, you know, like, I, don't, I don't necessarily like the couch, maybe half of this thing's on the ground and towards the end You have to pause to go this deep, you, know, you know, and calm the you know, and, and just, like, drag out this track. But, yeah, for the
1: most part, I'm, I'm with the classics. That's what I like. Right on. Okay. So what is next for you besides the tour with Taiketo coming to the States? And uh, like what's next? Well, I, I, I stayed very busy outside. Now I do a lot of session work where I play styloes on people's um, albums. But um, just this morning, actually, I had
2: to um, deal with all of my publishing so I'm changing to a publisher. And so for that exchange, I had to go back and let every song that i have called on that had been released. Wow. and as uh, my Facebook post said this morning, I couldn't believe it. I've played on a hundred shows trans that have been, you know, released, you know, in a in a professional manner. I was like, man, that's only so boxing. Awesome. But uh, you know, when you even the famous bands, we really know, even if they had three albums, you talk about 835 tracks with bonus tracks. So I do a lot of work outside of that, I'm trying to check maybe a band like Track We just had a release last month with a band called Burn, a British band, and I did the solos on that album. You guys can check that out, uh, the album we did called Ice Age. Bands called Burn, they're a British band, and uh, I started doing the solos on that album. Uh, Jet, the keyboard player of Nintendo like, had his own band called Rage Angels. and uh, about 18 months ago he released uh, a, um, a album called Devil's Tricks. I did most of the solos on that album as well wow. and, and I also released an instrumental EP which was just kind of like melodic, progressive um, guitar music like the old school track of music and it you to my website ChrisGreenMusic.com. it will give all the information you need to, to find that, and it uh, also had a discography of all the big bands that I'm played with. Um, and if you go to iTunes or apps, you'll be able to find Chris Green, did, the It was called Unveiled, U-N-V-E-I-L, I was writing. Um, and it was a five-track EP, so uh, just instrumental in music. And that, that's really where I think you can probably grasp the character of what they do. As a guitarist, and in the next 12 months, I'm hoping to do uh, an album with a good friend, Michael J. Hunt, in England, who plays for a heavy band on One Machine. And we're thinking about doing an old school Razor X uh,
3: company, so album. Very cool. And then talks about making a group cross album. It's been a while, and uh, it looks like we might be able to make our.
2: Align or something like that, so many, many things in the works and, and after play Keto in June, it's, uh, it's not announced yet but there's, there's something very, very cool happening after we played the London O2 in June. Um, so I wish I could tell you about that right now. I'm very excited
1: about it. Well, i will just have to have you back on in June well, to talk about it. Exactly. Let's do that. We went to plane trip to, uh, to England, I can tell you that. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> My birthday's in June too, so it's perfect timing. So if you feel like giving, there you go. I'll take a little couple
2: of KOs, you know, if you're on the side
1: of the stage there. Awesome. We do go for a lot of the stuff, you know, we don't like feed. You should put a GoPro on your head for your, um, yeah. on your guitar. Uh, the guitarist said, Yeah. I do much, man. I'm sure they wanted. So I just wanted to say thank you very, very much for doing this. I know you're, like you said, with all these side projects, your main projects. I very much appreciate everything, taking the time, and chewing, you know, the fat and letting us know what's new with you. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure, and thanks very much for having me on the show. Really. Uh, climate but the music industry is people like yourself that really are out there spreading the word and uh, helping people hear that new music so very much help to help do that. Absolutely and I don't want to just promote, you know, Taiketo and Ruma Cross. Anytime that you feel you would like to go ahead and email us the music, of your solo stuff or any other project you're in, please, Uh, I'll play it and plug it and whatever. I really appreciate that, man, And do you know what, I think if you don't mind, I want to do a quick shout-out to a band that most people probably don't know about. They came out and supported us on the last 20th episode, and there are seven pink bands, and the three singers are three sisters, and uh, the band's called K-A-N-E, I'm in D, and uh, you know, it's rock, short metal music, but, but these girls have phenomenal voices. And, you know, the guitar players, they Real technicalizing, really, really wonderful that you had to get a chance. Like I just did now, we're all struggling with together so the best of all time. So I'm kind of checking out your office of new music. Absolutely, I'm all about it. Thank you, thank you so very, very much. And then we look forward to talking to you. Thank you. Um, if I don't speak to you before, then just
2: make sure you help me down and answer it, okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Put, put us on the list, we'll be there. <laughs> all right, sounds good, bye. All right, we'll talk soon. Have a good night, and thank you again. Thank you. Take Psycho Steve presents.
0: You can hear more from Psycho Steve on Hair Today on Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. The interview sessions are also on YouTube your merch at zazzle.com backslash psycho steve presents hair today gone tomorrow follow psycho steve on all social media platforms facebook at psycho steve rocks instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore steve twitter at real psycho steve for requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries email us at psycho steve presents at gmail.com psycho steve presents hair today gone tomorrow is brought to you by pearlswag enterprises llc please join psycho steve every wednesday and friday here on